1: Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Yeah, I figured I'd play uh real American Hulk Hogan's theme uh, because it is Veterans Day on Monday, and uh, my dad was, uh, speaking of Vietnam, my dad was in the Navy. He was a Navy SEAL uh, during the Vietnam War. So, uh, And uh, before that, of course, we are Jenny's reading of uh, that uh, great article uh, written by Emily Rose from uh, medium.com, uh, Dear Pain Patient, Please Die. Um, you know, and there's there's actually a through line here. It didn't occur to me really until now, or maybe it did subconsciously. Um, you know, uh, pain patients, of course, and we've talked about this a lot on the show uh, it's something that's affected Jenny. Obviously, it's it, it's also something that uh, has really affected my mother, and it affects millions of people. Um, how uh, you know all these uh, pain patients, legitimate pain patients, uh, have been cut off in one way or another uh, from the uh, medications uh, that they legitimately need just to function because they're suffering from conditions which have chronic pain, and of course, our our government has to look like they're doing something. Uh, Again, stress that look like they're doing something about the so-called "quote unquote" opioid crisis, and pain patients are, are, are the ones who've been uh, who've been punished. And um, you know, uh, Jenny has often said she said it on 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 the show too that you know, um, it you know it, it's not just the government with the the, the pain uh, medications; it's uh, the way insurance companies cut people off. The way insurance companies won't pay for things, they they find ways to get around paying for things uh, that they deem, you know, "quote unquote" experimental treatments or whatnot. Um, I mean, that's something. Look, I don't I don't necessarily support. Uh, I don't support Medicare for all. But when Elizabeth Warren said she made a, a comment, th- this I, I agree with her on. Elizabeth Warren said during one of the debates, she said, "You know, everyone talks about how much they love their insurance plan until they get really sick." And they start getting denied for coverage, you know. So, which, which I, I think is 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 a great point, um, you know. So, so you have these insurance companies who, uh, well, you know. I mean, uh, everyone. Uh, fortunately, I mean, if you're fortunate enough to have not experienced it directly, you know, everyone knows someone who has been through something like that, or has at least heard the stories where, you know, it seems like. Yeah, the idea is hey, just just die so we don't have to pay for you. Those those are the real death panels. That's what Jenny often says when the insurance company says, "We don't want to have to pay for you anymore, so we're going to find a way to deny you coverage." Um but the the through line here with that and veterans, you know, a lot of veterans are also affected by this type of thing and the thing about, you know, dear patient, please die. I'm reminded of something my father said to me once, because my dad is a veteran. Like I said, he was in the Navy. He was a Navy SEAL in Vietnam. And he had a heart attack uh, a number of years ago now. And he's doing great. He made a full recovery and whatnot. He's very fortunate. But he's a veteran. And I remember he got a letter from, from the VA while he was uh, still in the hospital in the days after the the heart attack and, and, you know, he's still recovering and he gets this very nice, very wonderful letter talking about how, you know, you, all these platitudes about, you know, you served your country and, and now it's our time. It's our turn to serve you while you need us, uh, with what's happened and whatnot. And we're going to be there for you and make sure you get all the, the care you need and whatnot. And I remember my dad felt really good about that, you know, and, and, and supported by the, uh, by the country that he fought for, right? And I remember him telling me this, and I remember thinking, that sounds too good to be true. This isn't the VA that I'm used to hearing about. And then what happens? What happens? Well, of course, you know, it ends up being an incredible hassle and all kinds of red tape for my dad to then get the care that he needed after his heart attack. And... He had a lot of problems with the VA. Now, again, he's, he's doing great health-wise, but, but they did not make it easy. And that letter was BS, quite frankly. And my father said to me at one point, and I'll never forget this, we were talking on the phone one night about the problems that he's having with the VA. And he said to me, he said, you know, Maddie, I feel like they just want me to hurry up and die. I feel like that's the attitude. Of the Veterans Administration, just just hurry up and die, so we don't have to deal with you. You know, that's one way to clear out the backlog, right, at the VA. If 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 people just start dying, so I was I was reminded of that. You know, uh, with uh, that article that Jenny read about, you know, uh, dear patients, please die. It's, it's I remember what my dad sent said to, said to me about. That's how he felt. You know. Um. And it's all shameful. And you know, I, look, I say this all the time. And and uh, uh, as far as healthcare goes, and I do believe healthcare is a right. It's a human right. I firmly believe that. And you know, we can have all the discussions about Medicare for all, Medicare for all who want it, which I think is Mayor Pete's plan. I support something more like that. I think everyone should have access to adequate or preferably better than adequate healthcare. But I have sort of a guiding principle that I, that I use in, in terms of how I think about this. I always say this, you know, because there's, of course, all the naysayers who say, well, you can't, you can't cover everybody, there's no way, and it's, it's impossible to afford it and this and that. And we can't adopt a system like Canada has or somebody else has. We just can't do it. We don't have the resources and this and that. And I always say BS. And this is the underlying principle with which I approach all of this in terms of how I think about it. We live in the United States. We live in the most prosperous, most innovative, most successful country in the history of the world. And based on that, you are never going to convince me that in the most prosperous most innovative most successful country in the history of the world that we can't figure out a way to make sure that every american has access to better than adequate healthcare you're just never going to convince me of that we got plenty of money for everything else We got plenty of money to make sure that military contractors and weapons manufacturers and all of them, you know, they've always got plenty of business coming in. But we can't make sure somehow, somehow with everything that we pay for, we have people in this country rationing insulin. I know someone, Jenny mentions her occasionally too. We know someone, she listens to the show sometimes. And this is a widespread problem. We have people, think about this, in the most prosperous, most innovative, most successful country, the richest country in the history of the world, and we have Americans rationing insulin because they can't afford it anymore. That is happening in this country, the richest country in the world. We have people rationing their insulin, putting their lives at risk. So I'm sorry, but I'm just not, you know, uh, when I hear people say, oh, Matt, there's just no way. There's just no way to fix all of this. We just can't afford it. We just don't have the resources. We just, th- there's just no way to get it done. Sorry. Sorry. No, I don't accept that. And neither should you. And shame on all of you who do, quite frankly. Because it's BS. I'm not saying you have to support Medicare for all. I'm not saying you have to support Elizabeth Warren's plan. I don't support Elizabeth Warren's plan. I'm not in favor of upending the entire... I mean, what is it? One-seventh of the American economy? I'm I'm not in favor of upending and disrupting the entire healthcare sector of the economy. Or putting insurance companies out of business. I don't even be like when I hear people say, somebody like Elizabeth Warren say, oh, you know, the insurance companies with their billions of, of dollars in profits. Great, they're making billions of dollars in profits. That in and of itself is not a problem for me. I don't mind. It's, it's business. They should make money. They're making profits. Great. You know, and you, you got to be profitable to continue to do research and development and all that. I got no problem with that. I, and I don't support just, I don't support killing off the insurance companies and putting everything under the umbrella of the government. I don't. But I'll tell you what I do support. I do support some sort of public option. And I do support something that makes sure that every American has access to healthcare Because it is a right. There's no excuse for it not being a right. I used to kind of think, I used, I'll admit, there was a time I was kind of in that mindset of, well, you know, maybe maybe not everyone can get it. Maybe some people just have to settle for going to the emergency room. You know, uh, you can't you you can't uh, you, you can't make everything perfect for everybody. Some people are going to uh, fall through the cracks. I used to kind of be in that mindset myself, and then I woke up and I said, "No, not in the United States. Not in the United States." <laughs> you know every other modern industrialized country figures out a way to do better why why is it that when it comes to this one thing why is it that when it comes to this one thing when it comes to healthcare which affects all of us existentially quite frankly why is it when it comes to this one thing our standards and our expectations are so low where it's so easy for so many people to just kind of shrug it off and say, well, sorry, you know, what are you going to do? Can't help everybody. Not everybody. I guess not everyone. Uh, e- even, even people who, you know, used to be able to get the insulin they needed and now they can't cause, uh, cause the price uh, skyrocketed. Ah, you, I, you just can't help everybody. What are you going to do? It's capitalism, right?" Eh, That's the dark side of capitalism. It's not perfect. Some people are going to suffer and die needlessly. Eh, That's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Not in the United States. Not in the richest country on earth. In the history of the world. It's not okay. It's not acceptable. Why do so many people just are just okay with it? And you know what happens too. And it's so predictable. It's human nature. A lot of people are okay with it. Until uh, something goes wrong. And then they realize how messed up the whole thing really is. Right? Whether it's, you know, now, uh, you know, they, they couldn't afford insurance and then something goes really wrong health-wise. And now they're wishing they had insurance. And it's not that they were irresponsible uh, and decided not to have insurance. It was that they just literally could not afford it. Or they have insurance and they're so happy with their insurance. Their insurance is great. They got a great job with a great insurance plan and then something goes wrong. And their insurance company says, oh, you need this life-saving treatment? Oh, sorry. I mean, we're glad you're happy with your insurance and everything, but uh, we found an excuse to deny you coverage. Why do we as a country accept any of this? You know? I mean, I'm sorry. We might, ha- yeah, we might have to spend a little bit less on uh, guns and bombs and weapons technology to make sure everyone can have access to health care. I'm okay with it. We already spend, <laughs> think about the, you know how much, I mean, I don't know the numbers and I'm not good at math. I'm not going to get into hard numbers, but does everybody realize that every year uh, our, uh, this has become a point of controversy, especially in the last few years in a lot of cities, but <clears throat> every year uh, there are cities in this country that receive you know, military-grade weaponry, like the Bearcat, for example. Some people were—I well, don't know what ended up happening, if in Concord they did get the Bearcat or not, but you have cities that get— this surplus military hardware, <laughs> like, you know, like, I guess maybe there are some cities that need to have tanks that can roll on a moment's notice if a riot breaks out. I don't know. But um, our our government spends so much on on all this stuff because that's how the military industrial complex works, because war is our greatest export in this country. We spend so much on that that we end up having uh, more than we need. And so uh, some of that uh, military uh, hardware is then given to police departments around the country. (laughs) That's how much we spend on on that. So apparently uh, we just have money to burn. And there is no such thing as fiscal conservatism anymore. That's dead. We've talked about that a lot on the show. Any politician who tells you, oh, I'm a fiscal conservative, they're liars. There literally is no such thing. So since we're not worried about debts and deficits, why are we worried uh, about spending enough money to make sure everyone can get their damn insulin? Why is that some barrier that we just can't figure out a way through? Can't figure out a way to fix that. It's obscene. And it's it's. Just shameful that we accept that. And it's time to stop accepting it. Like I said, and again, I'm not saying I support Elizabeth Warren's plan or I support Bernie Sanders' plan. I, I tend to, like I said, I I tend to be more like, well, let's have a public option. You don't have to destroy the insurance uh, the insurance industry. Because to do something that disruptive, I would be very worried about uh, how that, uh, potentially damages the economy <clears throat> and i don't want to i don't want to necessarily do something so das- uh, drastic that um you know we end up uh killing uh uh the healthcare care sector in, in an attempt to save it right i'm not i don't want to blow the whole thing up and start over that that to me is kind of nuts but we got to do something kids Something's got to be done. Something's got to change. And I think it's going to. I'm actually optimistic about it. Let's see. um, Before we run out of time, because, you know, it is Friday. Like I said, we uh, wrap up a little bit early. But uh, if anyone wants to get in with a call uh, really quickly, uh, 603-250-6007. We do have a little bit of time left. 603-250-6007. Uh, There is uh, a lot in the Facebook live chat. Let me just, uh, we'll address uh, some of these comments. Um, Wow, there's a lot here. Oh, hello to uh, Carol Robidoux, who joins us in the uh, Facebook uh, live chat. Carol Robidoux, of course, from Manchester Link, which is a great site. Michael Albers says, uh, someone's health should not be an investment scheme. Whether or not someone gets sick should not be something people can gamble on. Uh, I agree. Uh, replying to Michael, Brian Mackey says, or take money from to pay for something else, uh, like my Social Security. Uh, Michael Albers says, the money is there. Just uh, Just move the money that gets paid in payroll deductions to pay premiums and out-of-pocket expenses to taxes. Yeah, there's a way to do it. There's definitely a way to do it. There's always a way to do it. Uh, Jenny says, from first responder who mattered to burden who doesn't, curiosity of breast cancer, my own fault. Uh, Brian says, uh, best rant uh, since I joined this show. And that's a fact, according to Brian. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Uh, I get pretty passionate about this stuff. Uh, Michael Albert says uh universal coverage means people can get preventative care and reduces demand on emergency rooms lowering hospital costs overall that is a great point Michael Albert thank you for saying that that is a great point if people have access to health care they can uh, uh do and by the way there's not enough um I think probably in the macro there's there's never enough <coughs> um emphasis on preventative care in this country, you know, but if you can keep people healthy, they will cost less in the long run, right? It costs less to, uh, take good care of yourself than it does to deal with the health problems later on. Um, uh, but that is uh that is a great point, Michael. Michael, uh, says no, dismantle it. Healthcare should not be a profit business. Uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree there, Michael, but, um, but we don't really have time to get into that in depth right now. We might have to save that for next week. Because I would like to, That that's that's the one part of this where you and I might disagree. So it sounds like you, you would be more for an Elizabeth Warren type scenario. Uh, Michael says, uh, health insurance companies don't invest in uh, research and development. Uh, that's true. Good point. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Because that would be more pharmaceutical companies and so forth, not health insurance. You're right about that. Oh, boy. Good thing we're almost out of time because I'm really starting to cough. Ca- Speaking of health, I just have a cold. Uh, Michael says, uh, healthcare being a profit business is about as unethical as a privatized prison system. Well, I do agree about private prisons. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Pelapita agrees. Hello, Mike. Uh, Brian says, it's low because our government can't uh, can't wide their ass without having a million-dollar meeting. Oh, what? It's supposed to be wipe uh, without having a million dollar meeting uh, to then come up with nothing. Both sides. I do agree with that, uh, Brian. Uh, And sell off the military graveyards. Yep. Michael says war never changes. Uh, They're preparing for when the poor to middle class eventually get sick of it all and rise up against the rich. Uh, Leave the past behind. Kill it if you have to. So there you go. Um, a lot of great, a uh, lot of great comments in there. Um, let's see, what do we have? Uh, we can probably fit one more thing in here. Want to do something fun? I had something fun ready. Let's see if I can pull that up real quick. Oh yeah, you know what it was. Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar.
3: Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert
2: pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. From the studios of WMNH ninety-five point three FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. So, at the beginning of the show, you might have heard I played uh, I played this. Now you you might uh, you might know what that is if you're a longtime listener you might have heard that before but most of you are probably like what was that guttural sound that was Paula White Paula White is one of Trump's quote unquote faith advisors <laughs> right she's also a um, a televangelist she uh, preaches this uh, fake prosperity gospel you know God. God wants us to be rich and all that, even though there's that thing in the Bible about it's easier to pass through the eye of a needle than for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. But of course, that's all. It's it's that part. It's it's that part that's just metaphor and you're not supposed to take literally, right? Everything else, like, you know, if it's something about you know, that's anti-gay or whatever, that you're supposed to take literally. But the, you know, but not the, uh, not the thing about rich people. No, God actually wants you to be rich. And Paula White also is married to Jonathan Kane of Journey. Well, here's the latest uh, from Paula White. Oh, so that was Paula White speaking in tongues. That's what that terrible sound is.
0: Hey!
2: I've actually tried to do that myself. I think it would be fun to be able to speak in tongues. Oh, I hear a whole bunch of sirens. There's a bad accident somewhere. I'd like to be able to be like, ma, mama casa, you casa, see si casa, blah, 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 whatever. I think that would be impressive. Wow, it's loud out there, those sirens. Well, this is from White Right uh, rightwingwatch.com. Paula White has new White House job and new book, and she says that God used her to get Trump elected. I don't know if you all know this, but uh, uh, the deity, uh, God, is very, very pro-Trump. Um says here, just two weeks before it was revealed that President Donald Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White, had officially joined the White House staff, White's most recent book became the latest evangelical offering to portray Trump's election as part of a divine plan. Well, that's very exciting. Can you imagine? It's part of a... Uh, White is a prosperity gospel preacher who tells supporters they can access divine blessings by sending money to her ministry. Speaking of something that should not be a business, <laughs> but it is, yeah, I don't know if y'all knew this, but religion is a, uh, organized religion is a business and business is good, especially in the Trump era where we have the godliest of presidents, Donald John Trump. Uh, her new memoir, something greater finding triumph over trials seems designed to humanize white by emphasizing the challenges she has faced in her life. And to, I'm sure she's had it tough. Uh, and to portray herself and her relationship with Trump as part of God's plan to help the U.S., quote, live out its holy calling on the earth, unquote. The timing of the book's release a year before the 2020 election is certainly no coincidence. Uh, so the article uh, goes on to uh, talk about her book and whatnot. And uh, and by the way, I know some of you are skeptical and you think I'm mocking, but I'll just remind you of something, a personal experience that I had. mm And then we'll end with this because we do have to wrap up in a second. But, uh, you know, I had a dream and maybe it was a dream. I don't know. It might have been a dream. But if it was a dream, it was the most vivid, real dream I've ever had. I dreamt that I died in my sleep and St. Peter came to visit me and take me to heaven. And he took me to the pearly gates and he brought me in. He said, it's your time, Matt. It's your time. I know you got a radio show to do, but it's your time. And he brought me in and he brought me into God's office. And of course, God had this big golden desk that he sits at. And behind God, there was a giant American flag because we are God's favorite and a giant portrait of Ronald Wilson Reagan, President Ronald Wilson Reagan. And then off to the side, and I'll never forget this, off to the side of God's desk, was a big, life-size cardboard cutout of our president, Donald John Trump. So so I believe it. I believe. I know I sound like I mock him. Trump, I mean, not God. I would never do that. I know I sound like I mock Trump. But I believe in Trump. Underneath it all, it's all done with uh, affection. I believe in Trump. And why? Because I know that God believes in Trump. Yes. Well, let's try to remember that this Veterans Day weekend. <laughs> I don't know quite how to wrap up that bit, but I I do enjoy. Uh, I, I have a lot of fun making fun of these prosperity gospel people. because. And by the way, if you're new to the show, just so you know, all these televangelist types like Paula White and uh, Jim Baker and all these mega church people, uh, I personally am convinced uh, that they are atheists that they actually don't believe in God at all. Uh, because if they did believe in God, they would be terrified to do what they do and treat religion as a business. Because I did go to a Catholic school from grade two to grade eight, and I do remember the story in the Bible where, <coughs> excuse me, where Jesus went to the, the, the temple and he saw the money changers, as I think they're called in the Bible, you know, the merchants selling stuff in God's house. And I believe It is the one instance in the Bible of Jesus uh, violently losing his temper and actually started turning over the tables uh, in anger uh, because these people were selling things in his father's house. And uh, so um, if these people like, like if Paula White actually believed in God, would she not be terrified of uh, enriching herself, so to speak? (laughs) in God's name. Wouldn't she be afraid that there might be a little something called judgment at the end of her life? So these these people don't believe in, and I don't believe Trump actually believes in God either. I, I think he's, because uh, whenever whenever Trump, I, it's actually hilarious. Whenever Trump attempts to uh, discuss his quote unquote faith, it, it is so cringe inducingly awkward that it's like, oh, come on. He can't even He can't even fake it convincingly. He's just so, so full of, uh, so full of poop. We'll use a nice word Uh, (laughs) to to end the show. Okay, so uh, we got to wrap up, but just quickly, I want to uh, get to these comments. Uh, Mike Pelapita says, very passionate show today. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Uh, Brian Mackey says, love the
0: read. It's humid, sweaty, and sticky. Summer can be really uncomfortable. But we're actually talking about your mattress. Don't worry, though. Nectar's Nectar Tech cooling technology helps you sleep cool on hot summer nights. Plus, every mattress includes a one-year trial, forever warranty, and free shipping. With $200 off, prices start at only $399. And get $499 of premium accessories, including pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector this summer. So chill out and visit Nectarsleep.com.
2: Jenny, have a great weekend. Uh, very nice. Uh, Mike Pelapita says, do it, Matt. Uh, Michael Albert says, just to clarify, I'm not opposed to... Oh, I'm glad I saw this comment. Just to clarify, I'm not opposed to doctors making a profitable living uh, on their profession or even for-profit hospitals, but I think that our system of health insurance is unethical, where you basically have investors betting on people not getting sick. Point taken, Michael. Point taken. I'd like to dive into that more next week, and and hopefully you can, uh, hopefully you're in the in the chat room for that. Uh, Veronette March says uh, it is. That's why I'm not involved in organized religion. Oh, referring to my comment about religion being a business. Uh, tithing to be considered pious. Tithing, of course, when you give some of your money to the the quote unquote church. Brian Mackey says, "LOL, yeah, right, right, right." Way to end it. Thank you. Mike Palapita says, yes, poop. Yes. That's a great word, is it not? Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety
3: of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop
2: Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Here we are. It's Matt Connerton Unleashed. Oh, it's so dark out already. Hey. (laughs) It's, uh... And I'm still coughing. I know I say it every day. I'm almost over this cough. I'm so close. But anyway, here we are. Yes. It is, uh... Thursday, November 7th, 2019, Matt Connors at Unleashed, we are live, I need a gulp of water, say hello to Mike Martineau over here. Good afternoon, Matt. Keep talking for a second. Yeah. Good afternoon, Manchester, how are you guys doing? Not just Manchester, it's, uh, we we got listeners all over the place, Michael Martineau. Yes, we do. Mm. Oh my goodness, I wish I had a lozenge. (laughs) <laughs> this really is bad. Wow. Tell us about yourself, Michael. While I take another giant gulp
5: of water. Yeah. Just just getting ready for another work shift tonight over at the farm and going to be a great shift. Haven't worked there since last
2: week, so we'll see how it goes. I think you're saying it wrong. I believe uh here in New England we pronounce it the farm. Yeah. True. At the farm. Yeah. All right. I'm a li- I'm a little bit better now so I can try to finish uh Intro in the show here, as I pour some more water into my Hopknot mug. You know, Matt Connerton Unleashed is sponsored by the Hopknot, and uh, also our newest sponsor here at WMNH. Uh, The Hopknot, of course, at one thousand Elm Street, right across the street in the Brady Sullivan Plaza. Uh, They are New Hampshire's uh, premier place for gourmet pretzels, which are delicious, as well as craft beer and wine. They have board games; you can hang out, play board games while you eat some delicious food and drink some wonderful beverages. And uh, thehopknot.com is the website. If you want to check them out in lo- uh, online, that's uh, K-N-O-T, not as in pretzel knot. But uh, we're very honored and privileged to have them as a sponsor, the Hopknot. So it is a wonderful place. Uh, let's see. So here we are. Again, it is uh, Thursday, November 6th, the year of our Lord and the year of our Unix. 2019 and Matt Connerton Unleashed is live. Uh, a couple uh, programming notes. So... Um, Tonight at 7 p.m. right here on WMNH, I will be back. For those of you who just, you know, you get to the end of this show and you go, because I'm sure this happens to you, Michael Martineau, you, you get to the end of this show and you go, oh, my goodness, I just, I need more Matt Connerton. Um, I will be back uh, tonight at 7 p.m. right after the weekly Dion. Uh, but not uh, not for more Unleashed, but we're actually going to play some music tonight. So I'm doing a uh, a one-hour special from 7 to probably around 8-ish uh, of, uh, of KISS. Nothing but KISS, because KISS is my favorite band, and it is official. They are coming to the SNOO Center. Is it the SNOO Center or the SNOO Arena? What do we call it, Michael? Sn- SNOO Arena. SNOO Arena. See, if I asked EZG, he probably wouldn't have even known that, and he's the entertainment reporter. Yeah. But you, sir... You are on point, as I believe the young people say. The young people say that now, right? <laughs> yes. You're a young person. You would know. Yes, you are on point. So, uh, wait, which did you say it was again? Snoo Arena. Snoo Arena. Okay. Because I walk there, too, so I, right. I said know the name. You've got the inside track, my friend. Yep. So uh, KISS will be at the Snoo Arena. They are on the end of the road tour, so this is it. Well, they've got another two years of the tour, but I assume this will be the last time they, they will be in Manchester, New Hampshire. So that is uh, February 1st. Uh, they will be there. It's a Saturday. Really looking forward to that. It'll, you know I've seen them like probably 20 times. They are my favorite band. I know people who've seen them many, many more times than that. But uh, So tonight at 7 p.m. right after the weekly Dion, on uh, I will be back, and uh, I will be sharing an hour of some of my favorite. It'll be very self-indulgent because I'm going to share an hour of some of my favorite Kiss songs, and I'm not going to play the ones that you would normally hear on the radio. Because what's the point in playing the ones you hear all the time on classic rock stations anyway? In other words, my friends, I will not, during my hour of kiss tonight, be playing rock and roll all night. No, 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 no. You will not hear that. You probably won't even hear Detroit Rock City. You're going to be hearing some uh, some stuff you don't normally hear that I think is great. I will take requests, however. But having said that, if you call the show. Uh, between 7 and 8 p.m. tonight, and uh, request rock and roll all night, please be aware I will hang up on you immediately. And I will not feel badly about it. I don't like to be rude, but if you request rock and roll all night, I will hang up on you.
5: It's kind of like what happened Tuesday night on the elections, election special with Peter White. What happened? So so the station was having the election coverage of the n- municipal Election. I know you don't cover n- n- municipal politics on here, but. Correct. But since th- it was Election Day Tuesday, they had a special show with Ben and Dale, Dion, Carol uh, Older of Manchester Inc. Link, and ba- Alden and Tim Baines. And I stopped by and I was able to get on for the second hour of the show. They we were going from 7 to 9, and this guy. The phones were off the hook holding. All night, but this one, one guy called like four times in a row, and he would not identify himself. And it was, and Peter Peter White was getting getting assaulted because he he wanted to have this guy get identified. He finally did, but it was like he kept going on. He kept going on. Lance, that were not relative to what the show was about. Oh,
2: what was it, uh, John Hopwood? No. Sometimes he'll call it as different personas. Yeah. Sometimes he's John Claude. You know, you just never know with that guy. Was it him? And then he finally admitted no. it was him.
5: No, it was somebody else. But talking about Mister Hopwood, you have some signs signs up still on um, it Road by the light aid. By the way,
2: I noticed that. Well, that is scandalous. Yeah. Oh, he, he all, should remove them.
5: Yeah. All, yeah. election signs, all election signs from the initial election should be down by now. What do you think? Maybe
2: we should send EZG to take them down. Yeah. Do you think he's up to the task? <laughs> I think so. Yes, I think yeah. so, too. Yes, yes. Uh, by the way, uh, Michael Martineau, uh, how are you? Because we know recently that uh, you were uh, corrupted by uh, our friend uh, Jeff Scumpy Lorenz, lead singer of Con, getting you tossed out. Of the DEFCON show at the Davion, have you been uh, resisting this newfound life of crime that Scumpy has tried to pull you into?
5: Yes, I have. I've been good. Good. I, I, I've I, been keeping myself out of trouble, participating in sports events, um, working the election on Tuesday over in Ward 5.
2: So Excellent. Well, that's good to hear because I worry. I worry that he's led you down the primrose path uh, with that uh, satanic rock and roll music. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, in the Facebook live chat, hello to Brian Mackey, who says uh, good afternoon. Uh, Jenny is in there as well. Uh, let's see. Wayne Noel joins us. Hello, Wayne. Wayne says good afternoon, Matt. Um, we should uh, mention, too, of course, that's one of the ways that you can communicate with us during the program is via the Facebook live chat. You can also give us a call at 603-250-6007. <coughs> Excuse me, 603 603- 250 you can send a text to 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or even shoot an email to matt at IPMNation.com, and I shall read your communique on the air. Isn't that exciting, Michael Martin? Yes, it is. It's the power of live radio is what it is. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. So, um, now that reminds me. So, okay, so the guy who... I didn't get to hear the election special live. The guy who kept calling was it the same guy who apparently called uh, the morning show yesterday and and was insulting Peter White?
5: I, I didn't I didn't listen to yesterday yesterday's morning show, but um,
2: so I have I have no idea. But probably well. So here's what I'm going to do because Peter, so I talked to Peter White earlier today because of. Um, we had to discuss uh, some technical things. I won't bore everyone with that, but we had to discuss some technical things going on here at the station, which, by the way, has to do with why you did not hear a uh, a replay of the morning show from 2 to 4 before this show today, if, if anyone's wondering. Uh, it just has to do with a technical issue here. It, it, the morning show will uh, ultimately resume having an afternoon replay. That's that's just a temporary situation. but um, And that also, that whole situation is part of what, ironically led to me getting to do a one-hour special tonight but uh anyway so peter and i were talking and he told me about this call that he received and i actually have the call here because he told me how to find it in the computer and i want to play it i guess this guy who doesn't like peter white and by the way what kind of a jerk do you have to be to not like (laughs) peter white isn't it bizarre that there are people who don't like peter white yes it is i mean he is first of all uh and and I, this is not an overstatement he's incredibly important to wmnh yep. not only is he the host of the morning show but he's the program director here he kind of you know he, he's the lifeblood of the organization yes he is he, he truly is like this this would not operate without him so he's uh crucially important and he's just a really nice guy like i've known peter for uh I got a cough again here. Oh, boy. I'll take a big gulp of water when I play this clip. I've known Peter for like a decade now, going back to the Mansterdam days. Always uh, just, a, just a very nice guy. And um, so it's weird to me that uh, someone would call up and insult him. Like, you know what's really weird about it, too, Michael, is the kind of show that I do, I expect to get a lot of hate. Because I I do a political show mostly. I mean, we do other things too, and sometimes we goof off and whatnot. But but I have a lot of opinions, and you know, I know I have listeners who are very pro Trump, and I'm not a big fan of uh, of uh, Mr. Trump, as you know. And yeah. yet, but even the even the the MAGA people tell me they enjoy the show. Like even though they don't agree with me, they still like the show, which I take as an enormous compliment. Yeah. Actually, and, and Trump. Did file for the primary today? Yes. Well, Mike Pence came and did it for him. Yes. Yes. But uh, but so I I expect to get hate, and I don't, uh, and, and it and it surprises me. And I'd be fine with it if I did. I always say, you know, I'd rather be loved than hated, but I'd rather be hated than ignored. Right? Because the worst thing is if no one's listening. So I'd rather people hate listen than not listen at all. But but even even people who disagree with me on everything seem to like me, which is nice. I, I do appreciate that. But, I, you know, but I'm surprised at how little hate that I get. But then to hear someone call up and hate on Peter is really just shocking to me. <clears throat> so he told me where in the in the computer to find the call because he uh, he made a, a separate clip of the call. Now, I had heard snippets of it because he was this morning on The Morning Show. I heard part of The Morning Show this morning. I'm not an early riser. I tend to stay up very late. But I did hear a little bit this morning and he kept playing, you know, little snippets from from the the call, but I didn't hear the actual call. So when Peter and I were on the phone earlier, he told me where to find it in here. Yeah. And so now uh let's let's play it cuz yeah. uh, I'm I'm very curious to hear exactly what this guy uh so apparently this guy identifies himself as Tom and uh yeah, I'm really uh I'm really curious to hear this. So here it is. Yeah. Good morning, you're on the air
4: hello good morning who's this Hello. yeah who's this
6: yes I, i'd like to know uh do you get paid to do that show or is that for free
4: why are you so concerned
6: no 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 that's not a no that's a simple question because um i don't know this i just wanted to tell you that i find you kind of a a nervous guy you do yeah <laughs> uh, i'm watching
1: you i'm In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls' and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform.
0: I'm watching you on TV now. Sure, I'm like, very I don't know anxious.
4: If you're on medic. Get the you're,
1: towel. Like, on Get
0: the tower, Peter. Like you're, no, no, I've been like this
4: since I was tra- a kid. I've been like this since I was a kid. Yeah, there I can definitely no, see that. There is no, uh, there is no medication Hello? in this body. So, by the yeah. way, who is this? Why don't you inter- why don't, instead of okay, calling well, on instead in of calling on a restricted number? Why don't you? Uh, why seems don't you, like he's a little nervous? It sounds like you're nervous, sir. Why do you call with a restricted number to give me the business? Tell us who you are. Yeah, what do you do for a living, sir? Right. What's that? Why don't you tell us who you are instead of hiding Tom, behind my a My res- name
1: is. My name is. My name is. Okay, I'll tell you my name. Okay. My name is
4: Tom. Okay, Tom. Okay. So What's I your beef? why are you listening to the, Why are you listening to the show then if you don't care for it? Why are you listening? You why, have why are you listening? You got, fa- you got a face for radio. That's right. I never said yeah. I didn't. I never said I didn't. You're not very good. Then so why are you listening? Yeah, why do you listen to me? Why, why are you no, listening? No, no, why no. Why are you listen listening? listen to me. No, listen you, to listen, me. you listen to me. This is my show. You'll be listening to me, okay? Listen to me. I'm going to hang up on you. You keep listening to my show that you can't stand. There's all, kinds all right? of shows on. Listen stop. to something else. Tom, stop being a coward. Get your own radio show. Sorry, my friend.
1: You're nervous guy. You're all over it
4: the place. It sounds like you're nervous, man. It sounds like you're a no, nervous guy. No, you are. Guy. You don't, you don't. Then why nervous. are you watching? Why are you watching, Tom? Why are you watching? You're not going to get at me, man. Hold on, Peter, hold on one sec, please. Yeah, go ahead. Tom, what is your issue with him? I don't get that, because Peter's a pretty good guy. I, I don't get it. You remind me of O'Rourke, you know. Right, right. So you're not even listening. Hold on, let him
1: go. Let him go, Peter. You're not what?
4: even listening. Matt has a question for you, Tom. Sorry, what, what, what is ahead. your, what's oh, you your mean issue? Go that-
1: ahead. You mean the guy, the guy in the, the guy in the beard
5: that doesn't work?
4: Uh,
1: he actually, <laughs> Whoa!
5: Oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. There we go. He knows me. Power, he knows character me. Character assassination.
4: Oh, oh, is, is that what this guy's job? Yeah, Tom, I, I, Tom, you're barking up the wrong tree. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for listening to my radio show. It's called The Morning Show with Peter White. Thank you so much for listening. Wow. <laughs> you, want, you want me to let the guy? <laughs> you, last night? you want you want to you want to hear more, Matt? <laughs> no, that's whatever. It you doesn't know. matter. The guy, the, right. listen, he he's, calls he's crushing himself he's, by making false allegations, and anybody who knows anything knows he's hiding behind Daddy's, a restricted Daddy's, telephone Daddy's, number. I don't know. He's just some. You know what? You can't please everybody. No, hey, and, right. Now after the show, hey, listen. After the show, are you going to walk up and down Elm Street and ask for money? Uh, no. Whoa. Why would oh, you? Why goodness. would you say that? Why wow. would you say that? Exactly. Is oh, you, to got, me? You,
1: got some, you got some real derelictic people on your show.
4: Really? Ooh. Actually, do you know who Matt is? Yeah. Do you even know? Who are you, man? Who is oh. Tom? Tell us about you. Tell us about I'm a guy you.
1: Behind the, hey, I'm, I'm a guy in Kansas behind the screen.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay. That, <laughs> talk yeah. about a coward. Talk yeah. about a coward. Right. A coward right there. What is your beef, man? Come on. No, what I'm saying is you're not a
6: very good radio guy but you are really listening. bad. But you're, you're terrible you're, but and I don't know but how,
4: that, how but you're listening to this show you moron Tom do you realize what a moron you sound like you sound like the biggest moron I've ever heard
5: you must be living
1: off your wife or are you living at home with mommy?
4: who cares what are you worried about me for Tom Tom why are you so worried about me put your big boy pants on and worry about yourself oh, why are you so worried about everybody else and why are you listening to my show at home with mommy. Why are you listening to you my show? It? No, I'm not with my mommy. No, I'm not with my mommy, you idiot. I, I just oh, got away from support?
1: my mommy six you, months you, ago. You,
4: will you stop, Tom? Will you stop? Because I'll just shut you down. You're already losing this. You're an idiot. I don't know what you're doing. Well, I do know what I'm doing. Who cares, Peter? Why are you you're getting oh, all no, worked up? I'm not worked it. up. I'm having a blast. <laughs> this guy's a moron. Okay, Tom. All right. Well, listen, if You don't like yeah, it go turn, get your own show, Tom turn the station, man, turn wow. the station. Why are you listening to me then? Why are you listening to the words of Peter White, <laughs> the best radio guy that Manchester's seen in years? <laughs> That's right, right, come on, Tom, hey, and we have an author here. We got Carol on the phone, right, you well, know what I mean
5: let's yeah. let's talk about other things
4: right, right, go listen to something else, Tom. have a great day,
5: all right, there you have it. Wow, well, wow. okay, definitely definitely definitely. Not the same guy from Tuesday night it's not the same guy, okay, nope, um the guy from Tuesday night called identified himself as Jenkins,
2: so Jenkins, yeah, well, but uh he could be using uh, more than one name he could be uh but he, but, he might not really be Tom or Jenkins or oh, he could be Tom Jenkins, so both could be true but but by
5: listening to that clip and remembering how he sounded from Tuesday night, it doesn't seem. Even if you try and impersonate, it doesn't seem like the same guy to me. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, so you, not to get into technical stuff, but so you can know exactly what number somebody's calling from
2: on that thing. Well, yeah, I mean there's caller ID on the phone, but you know for what it's worth, I mean because the, the reality is, I mean we live in an era where it's, where it's very easy to, uh, they call it spoofing a call where you can call and make it look like a different number than you're actually calling from. That's how, like, our friend uh, Chris James from Not Even a Show, you know, when he started calling, he would, like, he's in Vancouver, but he would make it look like he was calling from Idaho using an Idaho number. Oh. Um, and coincidentally, our friend uh, Brian Mackey uh, in the Facebook live chat is also from Idaho, which is why when Brian first popped up, I thought he was associated with Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know if Brian was even uh, a real guy. Uh, Jenny says, what an absolute jackass. Uh, referring to uh that guy Tom, a jackass B. I uh, I think we know what the I think we know what the B stands for uh Michael Martin oh yep. yes, yes, um but I wish I got calls like that, but you know what uh, Peter White kept calling him a moron uh because he you know he listens to the show even though he hates the show, but like I was saying, some people will hate listen I mean Howard Stern proved that in the early days of Howard Stern, you know he had people who would um you know who would uh, listen to him just cuz they uh, allegedly hated him so much you know what i mean yep they hate, they loved to hate him sometimes people love to hate you that's why i I'd, I'd love for Tom to call me i, I i'd lo- love calls like that but the thing is too though the thing that i think makes uh, tom a moron is he uses that uh that face for radio line can i just say to anyone who has ever said that to somebody I, and- you really that joke is so it's until I got into radio, I didn't realize just how overused that is. Like everyone says it and everyone acts like they're saying something original and clever. So just so you know, if you're listening, if you've, and Tom, yes, this goes for you too. If you have ever said that to somebody who works in radio, Oh, you have a face for radio. Um, just be aware that you are stunningly unoriginal and not even the slightest bit clever. In fact, you're probably, you probably are, like Peter White said, you know, to you, Tom, a complete moron, because if that's the best you can come up with, like, I mean, I'm sorry, but probably millions of other people have blurted that, oh, you've got a face for radio, (laughs) ha, 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 it's, it's like the least original thing you could say to someone. And it's, you know what it reminds me of, Michael Martineau? Yeah. So years ago, now we're going back like 20 plus years. I worked in a store where we did this uh, survey thing where they were trying to figure out for marketing purposes, where people were coming from to come to our store. So when we would ring people up, we would have to ask people for their zip code. And I was, you know, this was in Concord. So the most common one would be 03301 for people in Concord. But we would ask people for their zip code. I could not even begin to tell you how many people on a daily basis, when I would say, can I get your zip code, please? They would say 90210 and they would look at me, they would say it, right? And then they would just look at me like they were waiting for me to just burst out into a hysterical fit of laughter because they just said something so brilliantly clever and funny to me, and this would happen multiple times a day. And I was so disgusted by the unoriginality of these people because one thing I've noticed about people who are not original or at all clever, they don't know. They also lack the self-awareness to realize that they're unoriginal and unclever, So they'll try to be original and clever, even though they're actually just really stupid. And, you know, when you work in a job like that and you're um, in customer service, when somebody says something to you like that that they think is funny and it's actually not and they're too stupid to realize why it's not, you're supposed to at least give them a courtesy laugh. You know what I mean? You're supposed to at least go, you know, just kind of a half-assed, you know, chuckle, just so they're not offended that you didn't laugh at their very funny and original uh, line. I wouldn't even do that. I would glare at them with disgust. And I didn't even care if they complained to my boss about it that I glared at them with disgust because I was so disgusted that I would ask someone for their zip code and they would actually look at me and say, ooh, 90210, and think that that was funny. And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, the other 26 times I heard that today was also hilarious then, you a-hole. Ah, oh, is it drive me nuts? And I get the same feeling whenever somebody says, oh, you have a face for radio. It's like, oh, you're a moron. The other uh, seven or eight times I've already heard that in the last hour today, yeah, it wasn't funny then either, you dummy. So, uh, Tom, if you're listening, <laughs> you suck. And anyone listening who's ever said that to anybody, oh, you have a face for radio, you also suck. Just so you know. I'm sure in a million other ways you're a wonderful human being, but that one thing really kind of overrides everything else about you, and you're actually a really sucky human being. Just because of that one thing. I don't care if you've cured terrible diseases. If you've ever said to someone you have a face for radio, you are a terrible human being, and I hate you. But beyond that, I have no strong feelings on the matter. How are you today, Michael Martineau? You headed to work after this? Yeah, what time do you have? Oh, uh... At the tone, the time will be, uh... 4.30 p.m. Oh. Ding! That went by fast. That wasn't really a tone. It was more of a ding. I'm sorry. I don't know how to do... How do you do a
5: tone? Like, boom? I don't know. Yeah. That... That 30 minutes went by fast. I got to head off to work.
2: All right, Michael Martineau. Well, it's wonderful to see you, and please continue to stay out of trouble. We worry about you with the influence of Scumpy and that satanic music that he plays with those minor chords in drop tunings. It's uh, very, very frightening, sir. So please, please. uh, I will. All right. Michael Martineau is leaving us, and uh, always nice to see him. Let's see, uh, what have we got going on in the uh, Facebook live chat here? Uh, Michael Albert joins us. Hello, Michael. I haven't seen you in there for a while. Uh, he says, uh, Peter White is the king of all Queen City media. Yes. Sticking up for uh, the wonderful Peter White. Yes. I think that's wonderful. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Mackey says, LOLOLOL. LOL, LOL. And, uh And let's see, what else is going on here? Well, I guess, uh and Rocky Huber. Yep, I knew somebody else was in there. Hello to Rocky Huber who joins us in the Facebook live chat as well. Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar.
3: Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots.
2: The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Last night I
6: dreamed I killed everyone but you. Last night I dreamed I
7: killed
6: everyone but you. I spilled all their
7: guts as I poured out my soul.
6: I came and I ran them all through. Last night I dreamed I killed everyone but you. Last night.
1: just because deal hey oh what's this
3: breakfast from Mickey D's
1: From me
4: yep
3: why cause it's morning and you like McDonald's let's eat while it's hot
1: there's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's
2: the steak egg and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's order ahead on the app and pick up curbside price and participation may vary McD app download and registration required
1: Getting dressed for success sounds great until you see that your clothes are wrinkled. The Conair Turbo Extreme Steam Steam and Iron 2-in-1 is your solution. It's the most powerful handheld steamer with advanced heat technology, so it obliterates wrinkles with turbocharged dry steam quickly and easily. It's ready almost instantly and also works without steam as a dry iron. To get your wrinkle solution today, go to Amazon and search for Conair Turbo Extreme Steam and look for the Steam and Iron 2-in-1 you
2: That's nice. Romance. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's Matt Connerton, Unleashed, and we're live on WMNH 95.3 FM, emanating from downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 in Manchester, streaming at WMNHradio.org, and on the Facebook, on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. Today is Wednesday, November 6, 2019. And uh, the gentleman you just heard, and I actually played that track yesterday, too, and got some uh, some very positive comments on it. That is uh, Scrimmy the Dirtbag, who is uh, sitting over there at the news desk. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you, Matt? That's a big responsibility, being at the news desk. <laughs> like, for the time that you're here, you're the best newsman in the business by default. You're in trouble now. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. So, that was, of course... Uh, I killed everyone but you. Very very nice song. A, a romantic ballad if you will. <laughs> no, that is a great track though. And and I did get some uh uh I know we were going to save everything for today, but I I played it yesterday to kind of give people a preview of who was going to be coming on. And uh I did get some uh some very nice comments on it. So people really it dug seems it. Seems to be the one that everybody wants to hear at the shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that of course is from actually I'll hold it up for people watching online. So you can uh, see it. Uh, Scrimmy the Dirtbag and the Cocaine Zebras. And uh, the name of the album is Spare Parts. And when is this coming out? November 22nd. November 22nd. Now, is this a world radio premiere? We Uh, like the world premieres um, here. I
7: guess so, yeah.
2: Yes. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, And before that, too, to open the show... Uh, We played uh, something from your band, Razorburn City, Yes, uh, a track called Snowstorm in Reno, which I really like. That's a a great, uh, great opener. I like it a lot. So I listened listened to that just today, and I was like, I got to open the show with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good high-energy way to start. So So it's wonderful to have you here. Um, You and I have known each other for almost two decades now. It's like, where does the time go? And I always... um, I don't know if I've ever uh, told you this, but, um, you know, most people I know, I can kind of figure, okay, I've known that person for five or six years or something like that. Okay, I've known that person for maybe 10 or 12, somewhere around there. But you're the only person I can think of offhand who I can always figure out exactly how long I've known you. Do you have any idea why? I, I feel like, I mean, we we worked
7: together a long time ago. Right And then uh, we've always pretty
2: much done promotion and booking and whatnot. Right. But there's a very specific reason. Uh, I met you at, at uh, when we were both working for the company that we used to work for uh, back in 2001. I met you right after 9-11 happened. Okay. Because one of the first conversations you and I ever had was about 9-11. Oh, no. Like the the, the day that I met you because I was working at the store in Concord and you came down from Guilford oh, yeah, to hell Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. And we had a conversation about 9/11 so you're you're like one of the few people in my life who I can figure out exactly how long I've known you for based on that. It's too bad that has to be uh, <laughs> your point of reference. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's got to be something, right? And of course, I've interviewed you actually many times over the years, but this is your first time on this particular show. Uh, and your show, yeah. I
7: think I was up here and I did an interview with Rob a few years ago.
2: Oh, yes, on Granite State of Mind, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, Rob Azevedo. When the last album came out. Fridays at 6 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Is that the one with uh, space Docking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great you track. You said it on the radio. What's that? You said it on the radio. What, space stalking? Yeah. Is that why? why? What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's not a, like a swear term or something. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <coughs> What's that, what, Why? What, did Rob not say that word on the radio? N- no. It's fine. <laughs> Let's see. Um, in the Facebook live chat. I'm trying uh, to behave here. Right, right. Yes. Uh, Jenny is in there. Uh, Brian Mackey from Idaho uh, says good afternoon. Uh, Heidi Hamer, the Honorable Heidi Hamer joins us. Uh, you're getting some love. Uh, Brett Higgins said, Razor Burn, love it, referring to, of course, Razor Burn City, uh, the band uh, that we uh, opened with there. Uh, what do you do in that band? I am the bass player. You're the bassist, okay. Uh, Heidi Hamer says, uh, so Master JC, referring to John Claude, uh, didn't win his uh, race yesterday. Uh, no, he did not. Of course, we had an election here in Manchester. Uh, Mike Pelopita joins us, says, uh, sounds like your cold is back, Matt. No, I'm actually at the tail end of it. This is the best I've and probably uh, probably a week now. So, um, and I ran into you uh, last night, of course, at the LA Guns Show. Yeah, yeah. I was there to see Edgewise. That was a good time. Yep. Jenny and I went and uh, Edgewise opened and uh, they were phenomenal. They've been around for 20 years. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. I- I've known Chris for
7: at least a decade. Chris the drummer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Chris. Who I've uh, had, a, I had
7: an on and off again recording project with him right. since we met.
2: So. Yeah, I think when those guys were in here, uh, was it last week or probably the week before? Week. Yeah, it must have been last week. That's right, it was. Um, yeah, he had mentioned that, that 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 you and he were doing yeah. something together. So, you've been at, how many uh, how many bands have you been in? Do you I even keep track?
7: Well, I, I don't know how it counts, like <laughs> ones that actually did anything or ones I just put together for fun. I don't know. Yeah,
2: more quite than, a few. More than twenty, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Everybody
7: gets sick of me after a while. I really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> is, that, is that why you started doing uh, solo stuff?
7: <laughs> uh, I had a tour booked with my old band, uh, Yankee Cockfight, and uh, the band dissolved before oh. the tour, and I didn't want to cancel the tour, and I had a handful of songs already ready to roll. Yeah. And I just went on the tour anyway on my
2: own. Right, right, yeah. D- is Yankee Cockfight completely done? I would assume so. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you guys had a tumultuous uh, relationship, but it is um, what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, but uh, and you, uh, what do you play? Because you, you, are one of those people I'm always jealous of who plays multiple instruments.
7: Uh, I mean, on the, the the cocaine zebra stuff, I just play rhythm guitar and mm. sing. I do both poorly, so I have a really great <laughs> band that fixes all of that.
2: Okay, so I have to, well, let me say this. I was, when I listened to um, I Killed Everyone But You, I was actually very impressed with, because usually your vocals, you know, they're kind of rough and whatnot, and that suits the style of what you're doing, but you sing pretty well on that. Like, you actually do have a nice voice. I've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. No, you have, because I listened to that, and I was like, actually sounds nice you know (laughs) what I mean like like you you can you can definitely sing thanks um you know a lot of the projects that I have my moments oh yeah yeah a lot of the projects that I've seen you in over the years you know you've done backing vocals and 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 maybe a little bit of lead but uh but no I listened to that song I was like geez he sounds really good on that thanks did you um did you do anything to, to get to that point or was it just a matter of because obviously, with the solo I mean, material, you've I been singing. I became the lead. singer of my band
7: by default. So over the past couple of years, I've had to just kind of figure it out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it worked. <laughs> so well done. And now, why is this um, Scrimmy, the Dirtbag, and the Cocaine Zebras? Who are the so, Cocaine Zebras? So the
7: Cocaine Zebras is a thing. It's it's uh, Eric Ober, Kevin Landry, and Leviathan. But the deal is is, uh, I've been changing the name of the band pretty much per show (laughs) for the past four years, and uh, it became a joke. And then uh, we decided that this was the main version of the band, and we decided to pick a name. Yeah. So when the Cocaine Zebras play, it's a very different show (laughs) than
2: most of the other versions. Right, right, yeah. Levi. It's a pretty tight unit leviathan he's in multiple bands oh, too yeah. isn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in the, he's he in plays a,
7: in the night blinders and he plays with
2: me right yeah. now it, does he play in donna hurt not anymore oh but he did he did okay good all right i wasn't imagining that yeah and uh eric Olber's he's he's done a he's bunch a, he's of he's a machine too, right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he he plays with odd fellows
7: way and i believe he plays with brooks young and he plays with uh Dusty Gray. Yeah. And he was in the Grebes for a while. And I met him when he was playing in Ripping E-Breaks. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's, he's been in a lot he of can, bands. He yeah. can,
2: he's the guy you want to have around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Hello to Mary LeMay in the Facebook live chat, as well as Amy Hazard King, uh, who says, uh, good afternoon, guys. Oh, hello. Yes, yes. So um, now with Razor Burn, oh, and hello to Tony Petrello, who just popped into the Facebook live chat. Um uh, let me give the numbers uh, quickly, too, of course. Uh, if you want to give us a call while, uh, while Scrimmy is here, if you have any questions or comments or anything Please for him. Please don't call or... me. I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> well, it's different, though, when you're in a studio, because it's like you don't have to actually hold a phone up to your ear. Yeah, but I'm now this... I have to answer the phone. I know. Well, no, I'll answer the phone for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know what you mean, though. Like, um, It's funny, because... Uh... As soon as we got Facebook on our phones, we didn't need
7: to use the phone anymore.
2: Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I was saying this the other day, it's like, you know, all the millennials, they don't know how to talk on the phone. All they want to do is text. And I thought about it. And I was like, well, actually, I'm the same yeah, way. Actually, much. most people from my generation are the same way, too. But uh, 603-250-6007 is the number to call. 603-250-6007. Uh, 603-250-6007. You can also text us at 617-917-4476 if you would prefer, or uh, send a tweet to at Matt Connerton, or even an email to matt at ipmnation.com, and I will read it on the air. Uh, Brett Higgins is asking, so were the songs around a while, or did you write them specifically uh, for the new record? Um, uh,
7: The song we just played, the I Killed Everyone, was actually been around for a couple of years. We put it out on a split EP as a demo all about a year and a half ago and we re-recorded it for this. Uh there's this is a song called Flesh by the Pound. That's a great that's song too. It's exclusive to this record but it's been kicking around for about 3 years and I never finished it until this. Oh, uh Break the Moon is is new to this album. Uh, there's a song on it called Last Apology that's brand new that nobody's heard yet. Uh, there's a cover song on there that I can't say on the air, but it has uh, <laughs> some guest vocals from Doug from Scissor Fight and my, my <laughs> homie Nick Barbarian and uh, John Fadden from Onera, Nickabod, And then uh, uh, the first song is just more of like a instrumental collaboration between everybody in the band.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Jenny is here as well. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. She was uh, We were at the the show last night. You were there last, last night. night too. Yeah. Yes, You're yesterday. wearing the shirt I gave you.
3: I am. And I took your advice and... Cut it up. Cut yep. it up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to wear mine, but then I wore the uh, the other Edgewise shirt yesterday. I didn't want to wear an Edgewise shirt two days in a row. Why? But I'll probably wear it tomorrow. Why not? Well, because. That'd be weird. Because why? Because people wouldn't necessarily know that it was a different shirt, so they'd think i just wear the same clothes every day.
3: Well, I mean, you shouldn't
2: no. mm-hmm.
3: Um, <laughs> truth comes out eventually you know right
2: Saying. yeah i was laughing when i read the uh the the title of the last uh song on
3: here <laughs> wait i have to see that now you have to show me that
2: well you can i don't know if you can see it from there no but, um <laughs> jerk
3: you're a jerk but uh what, <laughs> let me show you how. hold it up by the
2: way with uh razor burn city are, are you guys playing out as a band at all or yeah, yeah.
7: no we've we've been. Uh, a band for two years so far, but we've only been active since like last January. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, I grabbed a couple of friends from different bands that I thought would all mesh together well as personalities and like skill levels and, yeah. Wanted to do something heavier again and wanted to get back into playing bass again. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got, um, lee little the uh old singer from american burn he's a really good friend of mine and mm. brian mccarthy from thunderhawk on guitar and charlie far from halo and the harlots on drums and uh yeah
2: it's pretty awesome
7: yeah yeah is, is Th- thunder rock still around uh not they're they're still a band they're just not active right now
2: I just I, I wondered about them because I played uh when you mentioned them I've I've played their uh they do a cover of War Pigs. Yeah,
7: yeah. That I, that I've played on the show
2: that's really good. They were going
7: to do a cover of uh, Fleetwood Mac's The Chain. Oh, really? That's yeah. what I heard.
2: Oh, wow. But
7: they ended up doing War
2: Pigs. Oh, okay. All right. Um Yeah, so now are you the, the other projects that you've been associated with, you know, going back like uh like Mantra, is Mantra doing anything now or We haven't played a show. I'm going to say in... A year and a half. Yeah.
7: So, uh, Mike. Mike's been doing his solo thing. I'm not really sure what John's up to. And yeah, yeah. Sean's Sean's just busy being the family man.
2: Right. Right. Um. And then what's um? It'd be awesome if we could play. Oh yeah. No. I, as you know, I love Mantra. Those are great songs. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know the chemistry of you guys on stage is is remarkable. And then of course um. And what about um. Uh, I'm blanking on the name now. The band with gravy. Meatsaw. Meatsaw. Yes. Is Meatsaw doing <laughs> the anything? The band with the gravy? <laughs> yes. No, uh, the lead singer's name is Gravy. What? You've never known anyone named Gravy? Why is
3: it that everything in your world is associated with a food item?
2: That's how it should be. Oy vey. Yes.
7: Uh as if it's <laughs> this point, that band's kind of disbanded. Yeah. So. Yeah. we played up. Uh, I'm gonna assume our last show over the uh in June.
2: Oh, okay. So, relative. So, this year, relatively yeah. uh, recently or last, yeah. This year, wow. Okay, it was our 15 year anniversary. <gasps> wow. Yeah. No kidding. Yep. Jeez, that's that's amazing. Where do you record? So,
7: uh, on this record for the the Cocaine Zebras record, we did almost all of it at Black, uh, not Blackheart, uh, Wrong Town Studio in Concord. Eric Ober recorded it. And produced it, and then uh, Ryan Jackson from Cactus Attack recorded the last Apology song, and then Eric Sauter at Black Heart Sound mastered it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, well, what about Razorburn City? Did you, you, you record uh, that there, too? We recorded
7: or? that at James Moody from Thunderhawk's house, the drummer oh, no from kidding. Thunderhawk. He's got a studio in his house that's real nice, and he was cool enough to hook it up for us.
2: So Outstanding. Yeah. Well, we can uh why don't we play another track from uh from your new album. Uh this is here. I'll hold it up again for folks watching online. So Scrimmy the Dirtbag and the Cocaine Zebras Spare Parts, which is also the name of the first track on the album. What are you going to play? But uh uh well I, let's see. We got uh I want to hear Break the Moon. You want to hear Break the Moon? Yeah. yeah I was going to I was going to ask you what would you like to go with? Yeah, yeah this is a great This is a great The middle
7: section reminds me of like Ride the Lightning Era, Metallica breakdown. It doesn't really make any sense with the rest of the songs. But <laughs>
2: it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, while I'm queuing that up, this is going to be out when uh, again? Ah, uh, comes out Friday, November twenty
7: second. And the release show is at the Dover Brick House. And we're playing with uh, Left Playing Cruiser from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, Bitter Pill from Port Smith, I believe. Okay, and Joey Henry from the calamity cubes he's just kind of floats around the country i'm not really totally sure where he's from but really uh, he's (laughs) he's gonna be there too
2: very nice very nice remember when uh, everything used to come out on tuesdays i do and then it changed i I think about that all the time do you yeah Yeah. it's
7: weird right (laughs) and then everything changed to fridays yeah working at a record store for the better part of a decade
2: yeah Yeah. do you remember what do you remember what happened why that happened I don't remember why it changed. Was it? Wasn't it like Eminem or something? Happened. No. Well, what happened was it was like this slow creeping thing where people started, you know, what they call in music retail breaking street date to try to compete Correct. with each other. Yeah. So like Walmart would start putting out their new releases on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Before the weekend to get a jump on everybody, and nobody could do anything about it because it's Walmart. Mm-hmm. So then the company that we worked for started doing that. I remember with Walmart. The, the Walmart released the
7: Eminem uh, album like a week before it was supposed to come out. Right. So everybody yeah. had to just say, screw it. Right. Exactly.
2: Because Walmart's so powerful. So then it became like this thing where after a while it was like, okay, I guess things come out on Friday now. And the entire industry just kind of changed. And it all be started with Walmart. This is kind of a funny thing. And single- all of that is dead now, and here we are. Well, not it's not all. I mean, well, actually, before we play this, track you were there until the bitter end, weren't you? Uh, sort of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> well, twenty thirteen, yeah. yeah. But that company still has uh, some stuff. Yeah, not much. Yeah, not much. Um, will this be? Is this strictly an online release or? No, man, I, I got uh, physical
7: copies. You got one in your hand. That's true. Yes, um, yes. I got I got physical copies. It'll.
3: Sometimes you have to point out the obvious there for Matt. Mm, it happens. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, know, the same way. I know. I know. I uh, know. But we, 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 we all love them. Physical <laughs>
7: copies go out on the 22nd. Uh, any pre-orders, are going out the week before. And it'll go up on Spotify, hopefully quickly after that, and all the other streaming services.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And you've got a website, scrimmythedirtbag.com. I s- assume it'll be there. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. How do right. you
7: spell it? Just to make sure people know. S C R I M M Y T H E D I R T B A G dot com. Cool. You
2: that know how so long hard. You know how long it took me to get used to referring to you as scrimmy. Because back in two thousand one, the week of nine eleven, you weren't using that name yet, or at least not publicly. No, no, it just kind of took happened. me. Took me a while to adapt. How did it happen? <laughs>
7: It's a long story.
3: <laughs> really? Is it a long-sorted story? Or? It's a long-sorted story. <laughs> I don't
7: really feel like talking about it. That's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, let's give this a listen. This is Break we the Moon. You can look it up on Urban Dictionary as well. Oh!
3: oh, oh well, that's a, nice. that's a good clue. i so good at it. Write that down, that's, man. That's I don't want to forget it. Right. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> I clue. To wait, I want to remember to look that up.
2: All right, here it is. This is Break the Moon, brand new from uh, Scrimmy the Dirtbag and the Cocaine Zebras. great that is break the moon scrimmy the dirtbag and the cocaine zebras and uh, scrimmy is here with us live in the studio at wmnh 95.3 fm and uh well, I can oh, I still have the I'm I'm still dealing with this cold too, you know. It's not just you. <laughs> Bless you. You're
3: the evil cootie man.
2: <laughs> I, I am patient who zero. You gave it to the
3: entire studio.
2: Yes. No, I didn't give it. Nobody else has got. And
3: probably like half of the state at this point.
2: I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think so.
3: Although but, uh, at least my ears are still good because I could hear that. And that was a really good song. I like that.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. That is I really am going to have to listen stuff. to that
3: last one on the CD when I uh, <laughs> go off air. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. I bet yeah. everybody
3: listening wants to know what that is.
2: And this is out uh, November 22nd, you said? Correct. Excellent, excellent. Find out then, November 22nd. Now you're still doing, uh, you still book the Shaskeen, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and you Eight do, years. Eight years you've been doing that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, because you've booked a lot of places over the years, and, of course, a lot of venues, um, lot of venues.
7: I still as, help as we out know. here
2: and there with different spots, but this yeah. is my home base. Yeah. That's a place
3: I haven't been yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice room. It's a nice room. Mm, I have to go. And um, you do uh, shows there every week, right, that you mm-hmm. put on? Yeah. yeah. And then do you play there, too, once in a while? Or? Once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what uh, it's kind of a variety right like you bring in you bring in a lot of different- everything from
7: like metal bands to some hip-hop stuff to country to like the folk punk uh the indie rocks like alternative rock stuff oh wow try yeah. to do different things every single week to keep it like different things flowing i guess yeah
2: yeah
3: that's cool because a lot of times venues are like you know they're kind of especially, you know, you go to play, that's what they have the same thing or right. a similar style. We don't I like that. that. Yeah. I like that. I like mixing it up.
2: Yeah. Well, it's nice too that, you know, that there's still somewhere in the area that really caters to original music because there's so many. It's different when you actually have people
7: running the show that actually are really into music. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a business, but you have to like, love it.
2: I was curious to ask you how, how things have changed in that regard because you've, You've also been involved in that aspect of things for so long. And I used to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I used to, to book a lot of shows and I did a lot of stuff at the old uh, Uptown Tavern, which is gone now. For example, that was kind of my home base for a mm-hmm. long time. And I I did shows other places too. And, you know, eventually my my focus really uh, shifted and, and as far as, you know, more just being a broadcaster. But um, but I'm wondering, like, from when, well, I don't know, if you go back even just five years, I mean, is it different now or, or is it basically just kind of the same? It's easier. But it's actually easier. It's easier now. Interesting. It's, that that's surprising. It's that a little bit more me. stressful
7: because of how easy it is. Really? Like, I don't mean, like, easy, like, in a cocky way. It's just everything's so accessible now. and Yeah. I can book a show within a few text messages right right i can access the the band's band camp pages through bluetooth speakers from my phone right know, while, while yeah. i'm on my break i never really thought about or, that yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah so I, I can check my email on my lunch break and listen to bands while i'm eating my lunch and then i can say yes or no or here's some dates and yeah so
3: that's really cool i think that kind of opens things up for more bands but
7: it but the fact that that's all so accessible means that i'm that accessible so my my Uh, social media and my email and my text messages and and messenger and everything is pretty much constantly flowing and it's it's hard to keep track of everything all the time yeah yeah you almost uh, need an assistant for that it's I would love an intern. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding,
7: no. Huh? No kidding. Here,
2: here's the first word of it.
7: <laughs> if you want to be my
2: intern, hit me up. Yeah. Do you get um do you have to reject a lot of uh a lot of artists who approach you about playing at the Shasken? Like um, like it depends you, because yeah.
7: some stuff I don't really have an audience for it. Right. You know, yeah, um there's yeah. I can only sell it to so many people and like I could get a really great band in a genre that i'm not familiar in and i wouldn't be able to promote it properly because i don't have an audience for it it's
2: right not something that i'm familiar with and yeah um yeah do, do you ever get anything that's just awful yeah oh yeah that, yeah.
7: Oh, yeah i've gotten <laughs> definitely gotten some interesting things over the year where i had to write i actually had to write to someone asking if this was a joke
3: <laughs> really yep. do you ever oh, get wow. like the they show them on those those reality shows do you ever get people that like get mad at you They keep coming after you like, how can you not play us? Ohio needs nurses now. Xavier University is offsetting the demand by offering individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an accelerated path to the profession. With locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus, our ABSN program enables adult learners like you to earn a respected Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 16 months. So what are you waiting for? There's no better time than now to step up and become a nurse. Xavier ABSN to apply.
1: Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino
0: online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true.
1: Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes absolutely anybody could be like mary be like mary log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner
3: we are the <laughs> bestest band ever
7: um i have from time to time i have to tell people that i can't book them or and tell them why sometimes some people are like I'm not super PC guy, obviously, but uh, some people just kind of cross the line with content that I'm just not interested yeah. in working with. Yeah,
2: yeah, so. That's that's understandable. Now, mm. now, something I I hear from people is that one way it's it's maybe this is a maybe this is a myth. Uh, is is it di- more difficult to get people out to shows though now because of technology? Because some people would rather just you know. Now you're competing with uh, your comp- miss. Netflix and it's you know, hit or and, miss. yeah, because I definitely
7: enjoy a good night off with like Netflix or like yeah. Wrestling Network or whatever and not mm. have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But I still yeah, but you're around I still it all like, the time. I think that I still people like still to like shows. it. I still yeah. like going to shows. Yeah, I go, I go to you can't
3: get a live show out of your TV, not really. I mean, I, yeah, you can get some decent sound, but it's, it's not, not the, the same, same thing as being in the room with them. Well, and- some-
7: some people are just really into
2: music and some people are very uh, passive about it yeah but it sounds like from your perspective this whole this whole narrative that's out there that because I I hear it from people um, and again I'm curious about it because I've been out of that aspect of things for years now I hear from people that oh it's it's harder to get it's so much harder to get people to come out for live shows now. But it sounds like... With
7: Sometimes the, the venue has a lot to do with it or, yeah. like, a promoter or... Yeah. Or, like, you don't want to go see a certain band because they're a dink, you know? Right,
2: like right. It right.
7: Doesn't, doesn't work for everybody, I guess.
2: But you're still having a lot of success with it at, at the Shaskin, it sounds yeah. like. You're still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, you
7: got a good thing going on over
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. John
7: James gives me the liberties to do, get away with a lot of things. And he gives me the go to book some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh. See, I've
3: heard about them a number of times and I've seen a number of shows that I've been like, oh, that would be cool, that would be cool. Well, now I really want go. to go. Now I want to go. on Netflix. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you know what it is. Sometimes it's just to get up and go. I there was this article, read a little, not that long ago that was this whole 5 second rule thing for life. Like when you're thinking about doing something and you're like, uh like literally trying to count to five to get yourself to do it. I've been doing that. And I'm actually going out more and doing more things Mm -hmm. just by getting out of my own way.
2: (laughs) I could relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I I think uh, we all can uh, at times. Yeah. Um, Are you watching a lot of uh, W you mentioned the WWE network? (laughs) Not as much
7: lately, just because I've been so busy dealing with just, life in general yeah
2: yeah um you've always got a lot going on
7: (laughs) so i haven't been keeping up as much i just found out that the the fiend took the strap so yes that's pretty cool yes Um, and i I did see a pretty shameful match with uh, adam cole and seth rollins the other night that i didn't particularly care
2: for yeah i I haven't uh...
7: i haven't been up to date in about a month
2: yeah i haven't uh i haven't watched anything in a while either i've, I've I, i'm uh, all
7: about getting on youtube and just watching old uswa matches from oh, the 80s wow. with like jim Cornette. like that's that's my jam Re- you like the really yeah. old school yeah. stuff
2: yeah yeah like wow. the old
7: crappy pre-taped <laughs> gymnasium wrestling.
2: <matches. laughs> yeah I love it. do you uh I, I didn't even hear it so i don't, I don't think anyone did um w- whatever it was but uh yeah so um have you seen any aew i saw the second one i do
7: believe yeah but i have i don't i don't have the money for the pay-per-views and yeah yeah um I i've had people stuff. send me like links to youtube videos because they'll go up real quick and then they get taken right down right right but i haven't had a chance to like get to watch it. Like I I've only seen one event. I think it was yeah. the second one.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen anything all the way through, but I'll go on YouTube and I'll I'll find uh you know I'll find stuff. Or uh da- are you familiar with <laughs> DailyMotion.com? Um that was that was uh they used to post like uh Raw and
7: SmackDown like right afterwards.
2: Yeah. Daily Motion's a good site to go to if you're looking for stuff that YouTube yanks down. I was say, I used to go on wrestling up. Dot com. I don't know that site. I don't think uh. it exists anymore. Okay. Okay. But they would
7: just like put wrestling up afterwards. And in oh. The sections.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause daily motion post stuff. It's, it. it's basically like YouTube. Um, and it's got millions of videos on it, but but because people don't know about it as much, like nothing really gets yanked off of it. So you can find a lot of stuff well, on there. Well, now they do. That now they you do. can't Thanks find on there. Now they nah. do. You just that's ruined true. everything for everybody. I did. I, I've ruined everything. You give everybody
3: the cooties. You make the whole station sick. Yes. Now you're doing this. What the heck is next?
2: I know. I you should have- candy uh, from kids? I should have. Uh, well, it's too late now. It's uh, That's what I did Halloween.
3: That's true. You yes. did already.
2: Yes, of course. <sighs> yes. Yeah, I haven't watched an episode of uh, Raw or SmackDown in probably uh, five or six years. I just can't. Like, I like NXT. I like NXT, and I
7: I just haven't really had any. My my weekly schedule is so busy. I usually only have, like, Mondays and Tuesdays free, and I try to dedicate them to just doing my booking and then wrestling or, or whatever will be on in the background. Yeah, yeah. I'm in and out.
2: So. Did you ever um, go to any of the uh, what was it WAW those events that uh, that local promotion that we used to have in Manchester? Apparently, they've moved. I think that was before I was around, before I was living here. No, no, because I used to, because um, Ionis from Rock One Hundred One, and mm-hmm. I was in first shove with him. Like we used to go see uh, a couple of the guys from the band. Like we would go see him wrestle. At the there's some gymnasium that's local because yeah that what uh, the the JFK Center no I, I, I heard no there's a smaller there's a small place where they where they used to have it I'm not sure I think you were in the area at that time but they apparently they moved just recently but yeah it was kind of fun just you know watching these local guys it's funny because when you see it like really up close without watching it on television with a lot of announcers you can kind of see you can kind of figure oh, out yeah, yeah you how they do things and you know, how they land and how no, they...
7: there's uh I, I I was going to some wrestling events with my drummer Lee cause he's really, yes. Hot. Oh so yeah. He would bring me to promotions where it would just be in like a rec call yeah. and there's no barrier and you can get right up on the ring and you just got to be careful that you don't get kicked in the face. Right. Right. And you see everything, but I, I don't care. I love it. Oh it's, yeah. It's
2: tons of fun. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny. I, you know, I don't think I've ever actually met Lee in person, believe it or not. He's but, a wonderful human being. But I, yeah, well, I get that impression because I, I started. Um, now whenever I share anything out on Facebook that's uh, wrestling related, yeah, he's, yeah, he's one I've of the people that. I tag because I just happen to notice him commenting on on stuff like that. So, so I started tagging him, and uh, yeah, no, he seems like a like a cool guy. Yeah, he 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 wants me to get on this on the uh,
7: AEW tip too, and I just haven't gotten around to it. But yeah, I yeah. did see that one. Uh, Darby Allen match where I thought he was going to die. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody like that, I, I worry about them ending up uh, paralyzed or something. Have you seen Orange Cassidy? I'm not sure. He's the guy who he puts his hands in his pockets and he does moves with his hands in his pockets. Okay. And it's kind of scary because like, like he'll dive over the top rope out, what do they call that? a plancha? And he'll do that with his hands in his pockets mm-hmm. and it looks really, uh, amazing. It's, it's, uh, amazing that he's able to do that. But then I worry like, cause he can't catch himself with his arms. If something goes wrong, Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. but, uh, are you taking off? All right. Jenny is leaving us. She's, uh, she's not feeling so, so well. So it's my, yes, she's pointing at me angrily. I gave her my cold, but, uh, I'm, I'm just about over it, but, um, yeah, so, but, but yeah, the, the AEW, it's, um, it's good to see them giving WWE some competition. Did you see that, you know? uh, the Joey
7: Janela match where they dumped all the thumbtacks and they just, it was him and, uh, John
2: Moxley. No. And he like slammed his bare feet into all the thumbtacks. Oh thumb tacks, it was, it was no. Great. It was great. See, I can't, I can't watch that stuff. The really hardcore stuff it, it with thumbtacks or anything. Yeah. I didn't see that. Cause I, you know, like I said, I just go on and find stuff on YouTube. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't handle that thumbtacks and uh, yeah, I don't like. Or I don't like blood. You know,
7: I've I I've been invited to go to like CCW before, and I'm glad that I didn't go. But I've definitely seen. I saw another Joey Janela match in person, and they uh, barbed wire roped the ring. Oh, jeez! And I've never seen it up close. And his back hit that, and oh. it like just pulled. Oh. on his back as he was trying to run away it was crazy. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. That stuff is too much for me. Um my uncle this was years and years ago. He got me a DVD for Christmas of like this uh hardcore Japanese wrestling, yeah. you know with barbed wire and stuff and yep. I, I I never watched it. <laughs> some of that some of that stuff's
7: pretty funny. The old Terry Funk and like old, yeah. old Mick Foley stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah,
7: Abdullah the Butcher. And- oh
2: yeah, yeah. I just don't like. I don't know how more of those guys didn't end up with hepatitis. <laughs> y- you know, I mean, for real, it's it's like, uh, uh, that's crazy to me. Or you know, or I'd worry about somebody losing an eye or something. You know, you you ever seen the there's a
7: match where Vader. Remember Vader? Oh, of course, yeah. I believe it's like a match in Japan where his eye fell out. Oh, God. he pushed it back in on his own and finished
2: the match. Oh, no. I've heard about that. It's a thing. That's nuts. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. Yikes. I like a good old-fashioned technical uh, wrestling match. I met... I like it the way I like my music. It's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I I met... uh, this is an example of someone who I, I really enjoy watching is uh, when uh, last time WWE was in town, I didn't go, but I met uh, Drew Gulak. Oh, yeah? I just happened to meet him out and about in uh, Manchester, and uh, that was really cool because he's a favorite of mine. He was the Cruiserweight Champion at the time, and I think he's amazing. I guess uh,
7: Rick Flair was at the... Radisson a couple years ago and he was hammered
2: (laughs) (laughs) really a friend of mine was working the reception
7: desk and she was telling me about it
2: oh no kidding yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. styling and profiling boy he looks rough but he's been through a lot he almost died yeah yeah yeah. geez but uh no he kicked out he kicked out at uh two and three quarters i guess um did you see the the whole uh, Saudi Arabia thing with uh, Crown Jewel and they had trouble getting back? I, and... I, I I read a little bit about it. I
7: don't. I didn't see any of the matches. Mm. Like I said I just heard that
2: Bray Wyatt beat uh,
7: Seth Rollins.
2: Yeah. So what do they do with that now, though? Like, doesn't it kind of feel like with the the Bray Wyatt with the Fiend and everything, and like Jenny who just left? She's she's not a wrestling fan, but I. But, um, but she's seen all the Firefly Funhouse segments because she, love she loves them. Oh, yeah, it's the greatest thing they've done in uh, a really long time. But it's like to push him that quickly to the world title or whatever. He's or, been
7: around, though, forever.
2: I know. But, He's been around forever, and they
7: brought him up, and then they'd yeah. bring him down, and then they'd bring him up. But, I, I think they're trying to push him like a new Undertaker.
2: yeah. So yeah. he doesn't
7: really need it. It doesn't really need the title. No,
2: no. That's why it's like, I wonder, like, where do they go with that now? You know, it's like, now that they've I'll already... probably drop it to somebody else and then move
7: on to the next victim.
2: Yeah, I guess. I just don't, you know, like, I have so little faith in the writing. Again, that's why I stopped watching Raw and SmackDown. Like, I, I'm one of those cynical fans who just... I'm so afraid they're going to screw him up. Of course they are. It's Vince McMahon. I know. Screwed,
7: well, if you if you didn't watch, they're um, they're incorporating NXT into Raw. Yes. like an invasion.
2: Right, right.
7: And it's
2: I'm not happy about that. <laughs> well, they have a history of screwing that up. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when they did the whole WCW invasion, mm-hmm. here here was uh, sitting in front of them the opportunity to do. You know, the, what could have been, what should have been the biggest storyline ever. Mm-hmm. And they screwed it up. Of course they did. Almost immediately they screwed it up. And then they just kind of abandoned it. Ah, screw it. Um, and they even did, I think it was like 10 years ago now, but they did an NXT invasion once before too. Remember that? I think that's what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. So They did, uh, when they did it before it was They the, brought the out Nexus. a whole bunch
7: of people on uh, Monday night.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they're amazing. Like I said, I love T- Tommaso Champ is amazing. And uh, Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her because I've seen her in a couple promos too where she wears a Kiss shirt. So, nice. Nice. <laughs> My favorite band, as you know. I do know. Yes. Are you going to, uh, they're going to be at the uh, Snoo Center February 1st. Are you going What? Gonna be, yep. Get out of here. It's the end of the road. Get out of here. The end of the road tour. Okay. Last Last chance to see them in Manchester, like ever. I've never seen them.
7: You've well, never seen no, Kiss Live? No, no, I've never seen them. And we were, my, I, my girlfriend was—I think she was going to get me tickets for Christmas last year, mm. but they were so expensive, mm. even for like crappy seats.
2: Yeah, yeah.
7: So I, I don't know. And it's—and it doesn't look like they're going to be bringing out any Acer Peter for any of these shows. So I'm kind of right, eh. right. But I've never seen it. So yeah. I would really love to see it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go. I mean, I've I've seen them like twenty times, but this is uh this is it. The end of the road tour. Yeah, right. Well, I believe it. I mean they are like 70. They could franchise that out. I don't think they would. I don't think it
7: would work. People Why wouldn't it? The, people Why think wouldn't that- it? If they just kept going and didn't say anything. There's multiple Blue Man groups. Why couldn't there be multiple Kiss? I know, but it's it's that uh, it doesn't work with Kiss without or even like Ghost, like bands like that. Yeah, you'd never know.
2: Ah, uh, but you'd know if it was if Tobias wasn't there though. Like you're gonna know if it's not Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, you're gonna know. Oh, man. You're gonna know, and no, the the, the people wouldn't accept that. That's they'll, fair. They'll, I wouldn't. But yeah. They'll accept no Ace and Peter. I mean, the current line—actually, the current lineup, it's, it's been— uh, Tommy's been in the band forever. Yeah, it's been it's been Tommy and Eric now for 15 years, yeah. this current lineup. So doesn't bother me any. That's Eric Singer. He's been in the band since the 90s. Yeah, because he's been in and out. Since Revenge, at least. Right. Cause, well, because he was in for Revenge. Yeah, yeah. And, and Carnival and of Souls. And then he jumped
7: to Alice Cooper for a while.
2: Yeah, because Kiss did the reunion. Yeah. And then when, uh, on the, f- the original farewell tour, when they weren't getting along with Peter, Eric came back mm-hmm. and then he was back out again. Cause Peter came back briefly and then Eric was back in. Yeah. Eric's on his fourth, no third, third stint as Kiss's drummer. But yeah, but I love, I mean, he's my, I see, I'll take him over he's, Peter, Chris, any probable, day.
7: Obviously he's a yeah.
2: far better musician. But there are people who are like, you know, there's those I would just like
7: to see it. I would right, like, yeah, right. I, got, yeah. I, I got to see the four original members of Black Sabbath. Yeah. Everybody else I know was like, well, I got to see him, but they had a different drummer. They right. They had uh the guy from Faith the Moor playing or Yeah. The some like the dude from Rage Against the Machine or something else. But right, I, right. I actually got to see him with Bill Ward.
2: Oh yeah, me too. On the on the Ozfest tour where they did the reunion, with, is that where you saw him? Uh, it was them and Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like 2006, I want to say. Okay, I had seen them. I, I 2005. I saw them. I think it was 2002 when they when they were on. They were headlining Ozfest. But yeah, but yeah, it was the original four, and it was yeah, it was amazing. <coughs> it was amazing. Um, yeah, but I'm fine with uh, you know, I'm one of those Kiss fans. I say no Ace, no no Peter, no problem. <laughs> as long as Paul and Gene are there, you know what I mean um brian is asking uh brian Mackey, hey matt if you miss kiss shares coming around again lol uh the here we go again tour that doesn't make any sense brian i love you but that's not not funny to me how dare you <laughs> i'm kidding that's fine you can dare us kiss fans take a lot of abuse but it's fine i don't uh i don't mind
7: oh and uh if anybody has a copy of Dynasty on vinyl that doesn't sound like crap, <laughs> send it here, because I want it. Because really? I keep yeah. buying it, used copies, and they all skip. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I no think kidding. I have three copies of it at home right now, and they're all screwed up.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Not many people can say that they have uh, three copies of Dynasty on vinyl. I do. Wow. <laughs> what is... Uh, do you have... But you're not... You're not someone who has every, like you're not a big enough fan that you have everything, right? Or I've do I've got you? quite a bit. Yeah, I don't have everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee, Lee would be the guy for that. Oh, I didn't know that about Lee. Oh yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Lee, Lee's a big Kiss fan. Oh, that's
7: cool. Well, now, it. now I All like him it. even he more. He loves The Elder.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Only diehard fans love The Elder. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm this. Well, I don't love the. I like The Elder. There's some good stuff on there. All right. There's also some things on there that yeah. are not so great. But uh, it happens. Yeah, yeah, no, but there's there's definitely some good stuff. Well, let's uh, you want to play another song from the record? We're yeah, we're coming up on five o'clock, and, and you need to you need to scoot, scoot a little while. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, what would you like to play?
7: Um, I gotta let's play Flesh by the Pound. I think this hopefully will catch on with people's at the shows to do the sing along. Crap.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I like this one a this, lot. This is this is my
7: version of Mantra's Crawling, basically.
2: <laughs> oh, interesting. See, I, I didn't think, so now I'm going to be thinking about that as we listen to it. Yeah. Crawling's a great song. Alright, so this is Flesh by the Pound. This is uh, Scrimmy the Dirtbag and the Cocaine Zebras from the new album Spare Parts, which is going to be out November 22nd, correct? Correct. Correct, okay. And uh, here it is, Flesh by the Pound. This is great. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> That is great that is flesh by the pound brand new from scrimmy the dirtbag and the cocaine zebras the new album spare parts coming out november 22nd and uh no that's i love that and it's got a little bit of that uh americana uh flavor to it scrimmy is here he's at the news desk ladies and gentlemen hello Hello. i am here to deliver the news yes yes we're all going to die oh no well that's actually true yes i mean hopefully not soon but you never know any, I mean, you know, there there could be uh, an asteroid headed for us right now, and we wouldn't even know it. Please, no, nah, I, I I have more. To, honestly, like Armageddon would really uh, mess up my schedule. I have things. I wouldn't to have do. a
7: schedule anymore.
2: Right. Well, that's true. I, I have things to do, though. I have appointments. <laughs> Don't you have appointments? Not if the world ends. Well, that's true. That's uh, that is true. I guess that problem solves itself. Yeah. Have you written any apocalyptic songs? What? So the uh the uh, I
7: killed everyone but you song yeah we had a dream basically it was like a almost like a like a zombie apocalypse dream yeah and uh, the basically the song is about protecting the one you love and killing everybody
2: around you oh okay so oh interesting uh Brian Mackey uh, shared a link to the Here We Go Again tour he wasn't kidding I thought he was kidding about share she actually is doing the Here We Go Again tour. Sweet. Here we go again. That's great. The uh prices there's uh tickets for uh front row tickets available for $2500. Wow. Uh Brian also says hello from Idaho, Scrimmy. So I think you have a new fan from oh, uh, hello. From Idaho. Idaho. Do you plan on uh, touring in Idaho? I I'm pretty <laughs> sure I am retired from the touring.
7: Are you? Yeah. 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 It's been a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But you have like you've gone uh, all over the place. Yeah. 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 Like, like with who? Like with what, what projects?
7: Uh, mostly I did a lot of touring with Yankee Cockfight for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. We we covered a good amount of the country. Yeah. Um, And then I've done three or four tours as a solo performer, and I was able to bring a whole band on tour once. Wow. That's amazing, so, yeah. We yeah. did like a summer tour. And with Cactus Attack, and
2: I had a band. Yeah. Yeah.
7: And went out to like the Midwest and whatnot.
2: Yeah. Now, why do you say you're, you think you're kind of done with touring at this point? It's,
7: uh, uh, life's changed. You know, things cost money. Yeah. Having an actual job now. <laughs> right. Trying to maintain a, a home
2: life. Yeah. So. Yeah
7: yeah i don't know if somebody wants to pay me to go on tour i guess i can go on tour but right
2: right but to pay uh, everybody else too yeah yeah so it's not as uh glitzy and glamorous as uh, people no. imagine <laughs>
4: not, not,
7: uh, eight people stuffed in a minivan with no side doors is, <laughs>
2: is not always what it's cracked up to be you can't just hop on a private jet in other words no. and just uh fly around and uh Play shows? Oh. And, no, uh, a lot of a
7: lot of peanut butter and honey sandwiches.
2: <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Oh my goodness, do you miss it at all? Uh, that part of it, or are you kind of glad? I miss. I
7: like. I miss the meeting people all over yeah. the place. So like, that's a kind of a bummer that I don't. I have friends all over the country, or people I consider friends that. I don't really get to see very often anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So usually like other bands that are touring through that I've met in my travels, I usually try to scoop them up when they're coming
2: through. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, that's, that's good that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, uh, Jenny was asking me last night if I miss, uh, you know, even just, you know, playing out and being in a band and all that. And, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I get the itch, but, the thing is, if I were if I were gonna do it, like I'd have to, I don't know, like I'd ha- like I would have to have like maybe one of the bands I was in reform or mm-hmm. something, because I'm not gonna start <coughs> from scratch. Yeah, yeah, not at not at this stage. Like I don't want to like join a cover band and play Mustang Sally. You know good. what I mean?
7: That's a good thing,
2: man. It is a good, good thing, isn't you. it? Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, <laughs> I have pride, I guess. I just, good. well, that it sounds it's, depressing. I'd it, kind of rather slip my wrists than do that, to be honest with you. So that kind of sucks the joy yeah. out of it, you know. I've definitely cut back on a lot of that too. Though,
7: <laughs> like playing shows is not as much. Trying to space things out a little bit. Yeah. Make more of an event out of things. Right, right. Because you're doing between, like, I was doing the cockfight days. I was doing, like, 100 to 150 shows a year for a couple years. Wow. Just so we could keep touring and paying our rent. So
2: Right. But that's a little different, though. Now I'm, like, doing, like, 12 a year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. But it's a little different, though, when you're actually making money and you're and you're touring around to different markets and playing and you're doing a lot of shows. I mean, that's, that's great really. But when you're, cause I've been in bands where, you know, and I, and I, I saw a lot of other bands doing it too. And I'm sure some still do actually one leaps to mind that I'm not going to mention because, and I, I know you, you'd rather I not mention them, but uh, no, but there's um... imagine your new bathroom